It's Kevin's news. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. All righty then, Kevin, it is news time. What do you got? Uh, yes, indeed, a news time for you on this Tuesday morning. Oh, wait, and- let's get the keyword from Slim. Sorry, Slimmy, can I get the keyword from you, please? The keyword is socks. <laughs> Plural. As yes, I call socks. them, family. <laughs> they live in your marshmallow village. That's right. You thank me later. Someone's going to try these ideas, and uh, they're going to be very excited. I was happy to hear yesterday Robert, uh, one of our fine listeners, said his family was doing the amazing Kevin James hot dog sandwiches for lunch, which were, nice. you know, one of the recipes we did on Quarantine Cooking with Kevin. That's available on the Coyote Country Facebook page and Ooh. Instagram. Check may, it out. May I give a tease? If you want. Excuse me. Yeah. What? Coming up on Facebook, a new segment. Kevin, I don't know when you're going to unveil this segment, but I'm very excited for the new internet, the in- new internet show that you and Jay are putting on. Yes, this will be uh, unveiled today at some point, either today or this evening. It is story time with Jay and Kevin, where we tell stories of you know our 25 years together, all of the crazy things that have happened. And there's mostly plenty. true. Mostly true. Yeah, I'd, I'd say they're true stories. I like any story after 25 years. They, uh, I yesterday when we started telling the story, I realized uh, we haven't told this story for a while. I don't remember you. Neither one of us remembered all the details. But no. we slowly, as you tell the story, it all comes back to you, and you're like, "Oh yeah, got it." Yeah, so I mean, it, all all 25 year old stories are subject to an aging memory. So you know that is very very true. But uh, super fun. That will premiere later today on the Jane Kevin Facebook and hopefully Instagram as well. All right. But today, if you want to do some cooking, how about you try this? It is National Bunsen Burner Day. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Talk about marshmallows. Speaking of marshmallows, I one time, well, actually speaking of Bunsen burners, the only class I've ever got kicked out of and had to retake was chemistry at mm. in college because I got done with my chemistry project early and we made played with the Bunsen burners and started a fire in the lab. There you go. Got kicked oh, out of that class wow. and I was told for the rest of the semester I was not allowed near the facilities, the lab. Whoopsie. To which like, I said to my teacher was it that they kicked you out of a college class for that? I mean that's it was a real something. fire. It was a real fire and it was really not great. To which I told my teacher because I had no filter at the time I said, well, maybe you should let us go when we're done with our project instead of keeping us here like prisoners. That probably also... That's what you said. Yeah, that was probably also what led to me needing to retake that class the following semester. But, I mean, we were done with our thing. We had nothing to do. You've got to sit in front of a Bunsen burner. What do you expect a 19-year-old boy to do when he's done and he's got 20 minutes on the clock and you've got him in front of an open flame and chemicals? Huh? Yeah, Yeah, I mean... Pretty bad, actually. You just let, let him go. I mean, what are you, a prisoner? Yeah, sent. Exactly. You could send us to play basketball. We did our project. We did it very well. I was a good student in terms of the knowledge part. I was a bad student in terms of everything else. Well, uh, Slim, as Sweet Brown once said, I said, "Oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire." But man, I did love a Bunsen burner. Well, I will tell you this. 
Robert Wilhelm Eberhard von Bunsen, who invented the Bunsen burner, I'm certain did not hope that little prisoners like you at a school would do what you do with them. He provided it for chemists and chemistry students as one of the most important instruments. The Bunsen burner allows the user to regulate the proportions of flammable gas and air to create the most efficient flame. Don't screw around with it. Have some respect for Robert Wilhelm Eberhard von Bunsen. Gosh, what a great name. Sorry, Robert. What a mouth. Thank God they didn't call it the Wilhelm Eberhard von Bunsen burner. <laughs> yeah, but don't they shorten that one. Don't you kind of wish they called it the von Bunsen burner? I do, though? Jay. Von Bunsen burner sounds so much more fun and so much more professional. Really? It really does. It sounds more scientific. The Bunsen burner just sounds like it's something you should set stuff on fire with. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Von no, Bunsen burner re- sounds like the Tesla of Bunsen burners. Like yes, you should- it does. Were either one of you guys Boy Scouts? And did you ever do the thing where you made like your own Bunsen burner? No. Uh, no, I was a Cub Scout, never went to the Boy Scouts, never graduated okay. to the boy from the Cub. When we would go camping... Or we would build these Bunsen burner type things. I I don't actually, I literally thought for the longest time they were made for camping and like heating up food or whatever. I didn't realize that they were something for science. Not a shocker, right? I mean, (laughs) I didn't say it. It wasn't until late in high school when I was finally in chemistry where I was like, wait, what are we, are we cooking pork and beans? And they're like, what? No, we're doing science, you idiot. And I said, well, when I've used one of these things or made a homemade one of these out of a tuna fish can, it's pretty much different. I don't know, though. Making people take chemistry who are never going to use chemistry, that's kind of on the education system. I don't know exactly what it is you think we're going to do with that knowledge of a Bunsen burner as we grow up. but It is weird. Well, they, I mean, they should at least show around. you how to use it to make food. At some point, they, that should be part of the curriculum. Like, look, kids, yeah, you just mixed sodium and nitrogen and burned it together and did this and that. But also, here's a hot dog. <laughs> at okay. least you're going to use that because I'll tell you, I remember Slim in chemistry. One of the girls was convinced that you know, one, you heated the liquid. I don't even remember how it worked, but there was like a rubber tube that went from the top to the bottom, and then there was like a glass tube that was like uh, parallel to the desk. And if you held the rubber tube for a minute, it would build up pressure. And then if you let it go, it would oh, shoot yeah. the boiling hot water out the other side. And one of the guys was like convinced this girl to do it. Like, oh, yeah, just hold, keep holding it, keep holding it. Oh, it won't come out that far. And then when she let it go, of course, it shot, you know, 20 feet. And, you know, it's boiling water, and it hits one of her classmates. Hey. Huh. Yeah, don't good do lesson. That. Good. What a good lesson. Uh, okay, guys. Well, it's not just National Bunsen Burner Day. It's also another, even more important day, and it's a day that, during this, also with know, those Bunsen burners, time, you know what was great? Those things that lit them. Those metal looked like big, huge tweezers, and they had the cup at the end of it with the flint inside of it. And you'd make that sound that made your fingernails feel like they were going to fall off onto the table. But, oh, man, that making sparks fly. That never excited me as much because you used basically the same thing 
in shop to light the welder. Yeah. And once you've lit the uh, the torch and the welder, the Bunsen burner is very anticlimactic. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that sounds way cooler. It did make yeah, a weird noise, a... too, though, man. Remember how that thing would scrape? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing you didn't have that shop class, Slim. <laughs> yep, I wasn't allowed to do shop. Imagine that. Just don't imagine that going over all that well with you. Today, also, and a more important day than Bunsen Burner Day, it is Ooh. National Crayon Day. Nice. Every March 31st, children and adults alike open up a box of crayons and enjoy coloring. What a better way to take part in National Coloring Day, right? Color. Edwin yeah. Binney created the brightly colored crayons, and they were very, very popular right off the bat. He was part owner of the Binney and Smith Company that produced products such as paint, pigments, and slate pencils for schools. In 1903, Whoa. Benny and Smith created the Crayola Division and produced colored wax crayons for children for the first time. What's then the name? Then in 1904, Benny and Smith. Is it two people? Uh, yes. It's like a okay. company. I got you. Uh, Edwin Benny is his name, and uh, the much forgotten about Mr. Smith. Not <laughs> talked about. No first name. Then 1904... They presented their undue septic chalk at the Columbian Exposition in St. Louis, winning a gold medal. The chalk was designed to be dustless, as many teachers requested, and then it was an immediate success. They created the chalk and the Crayola crayon. God bless them. That's awesome. I think my daughter could actually make money. Between my wife and my daughter, they could probably make money coloring. They're, it's so ridiculous. You know, they'll do the thing where it's, oh, it's stress relief, and they'll sit down and color a picture. And then I look at it, and I'm like, what the heck? It's like 48 colors, and it's all just so perfect in the lines, and it looks amazing. I don't know. It doesn't I, seem like it's stress relief when it has to be perfect. It is the yeah, It is the number one thing that I'm excited about Olivia getting into is coloring. That, that, that is an activity that I'm very excited to do with her. A spoiler alert, she's going to be really bad at it first. Well, that'll be the days I shine. There you go. You know, you yeah, get that I'll one moment it. as a dad where you're like, oh, I am so much better at you than this. Right. I'm better at you and you get no toilet paper. That's right. Anyway, is that it, Cam? Uh, sorry, I lost you guys. I didn't know if you were done or what you were doing there. Uh, the I can give you one more quick one if you'd like. Hit me. Sure, go for it. Uh, finally today, this whole COVID-19 thing has caused a spike in one type of TV, and you want to know what it is. I mean, there's lots of TV, but there's a certain type of TV that they say is doing very, very well. I know my and current favorite. What is it? My current favorite is is streaming real streaming services, their reality TV programs. Like Love is Blind, like The Circle, like Rhythm yeah. and Flow. That that's currently my favorite style of television. I will tell you that that one makes a lot of sense to them because there is the drama of wanting to see the next episode, right? I think yeah. that makes a ton of sense, but they say the biggest increase of viewership is what they call comfort TV. The Hallmark huh. Channel is running its popular Christmas movies right now. No It is way. going through the roof with Gosh. people watching it. Why? Because it makes them feel comfortable and good. 
Okay. Charlie's Angels, a hit from the 70s, has been doing very, very well. Also doing well, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. <laughs> That's crazy. I did see Jeopardy on Netflix is doing extremely well. They have all the seasons on there now. And people are going back and watching old episodes, which is it's really fun. I feel better about sense. that than having it just reality TV. I feel like that's better for America just to uh, not be binge watching all reality TV and go back and do something that makes you feel good, like, you know, something off the Hallmark channel or or go back and watch A Wheel of Fortune. You know all the puzzles, too, because you've seen it four times. True, exactly. although I would argue Love is Blind will make you feel good. Watch it. Also true. Kevin show Jay Daniels growing up all I ever knew was Tabasco and didn't know there was any other and then realized oh there's 800 million different kinds Kevin James once yes. someone made the first bottle of hot sauce it spread like fire the hot sauce I get what you did the Jay and Kevin show on the big 99.9 coyote country beat the show it's time to beat the show Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Hey, beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Step right up, it's time to beat the show. What? Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Who? Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Where? Beat the show, it's time to beat the show. Step right up, it's time to beat the show. All right, beat the show time. Let's go ahead and play. It is going to be Slim against Kevin today. Woo. Kevin has been on a roll. Slim's got our scoreboard. Uh, we started the year thinking that Kevin was, you know, will he or will he not lose 20? Wasn't it 20? Is that what we said originally? I believe so. Uh, yeah, I would keep it under 20 losses for 2020. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't doing bad at it. And then all of a sudden, you know, this whole broadcasting from home thing took over. And so we did. We have to do the battle of the boys here because, you know, we can't uh, we can't take callers technically. So, you know, Kevin's been doing quite well. He's actually uh, on top of the leaderboard. Not surprised. Wow. Well, wow. You currently are on a three-game winning streak. Your overall record of four and two is on the line today. I have not played. I've not won for a couple of a couple of weeks now. It feels like two and two for me right now. Coming in as the challenger. And who's going first? Uh, Kevin will go first. He is the winner. Challenger goes second. Okay, Slim. So your headphones Good off. Night. Give me about a minute or so. I, I have got uh, my timer set for eighty seconds. Good luck. That's perfect. Kevin, here we go. Our theme today, okay. Kevin, is Crayola Day. Ooh, okay. All right, are you ready? All right, yeah. 60 seconds on the clock, and it'll start after the first one. You tell me which one of these is a real color of a crayon and which one is a made-up name, okay? Oh, jeez. Here we go. Piggy Bank or Piggy Pink or Perfect Pink? Uh, Piggy Pink. Razzmatazz or Raspberry Explosion? Which one's the real Crayola? Razzmatazz. Neon Carrot? Carrot Juice Juicy. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go Neon Carrot. Fuzzy Wuzzy Brown or Brownie Brown? Uh, we'll go Fuzzy Wuzzy Brown. Marvelous or Purple Perfection? Marvelous. Eggplant or Egg Salad? 
Ooh, ah, uh, I'd say the eggplant. It's a kind of a unique color that you only really get one place. Mango tango or chocolate cha cha. I've used mango t- mango tango. It's great. Hello. All right. There we go. Hello. Very good. All right. Hello, Slim. That was perfect timing because Kevin just finished. Uh, all right, Slim, are you ready to go? I'm ready to rock and I am ready to roll. Today is Crayola Day, Slim. Yes. So you tell me which one of these are actual Crayola crayon colors and which ones are made up. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Yep. Piggy pink or perfect or perfect pink? Which one is real? Which one's real? Piggy pink. Razzmatazz or raspberry explosion? Razzmatazz. Neon carrot or carrot juice juicy? Neon carrot. Fuzzy wuzzy brown or brownie brown? Brownie brown. Marvelous or purple perfection? Purple perfection. Eggplant or egg salad? Uh, egg salad. Gosh. Mango tango or chocolate cha-cha? Mango tango. Mango tango. All right. Very good. You got through all Woo! seven. Never a problem with it. Crayolas with are the, awesome. They are, man. How fun would it be to come up with those names? Yeah, that's a great thing. I remember when they used to do the thing. I was a kid and it was, they would put out a color and you could submit what you wanted the name of that color to be. Oh, I thought I was so creative. I was not. <laughs> I'm going to give you the actual names and then you can tell me whether you think you did very well or not based on how my, how well your memory is. Okay. Here's the actual names. Piggy Pink, Razzmatazz, Neon Carrot, Fuzzy Wuzzy Brown, Marvelous, Eggplant, and Mango Tango. How do you think you did, Slim? I might have got four right. How do you think you did, Kevin? I got seven. You did get seven. No, you did not. You got seven out of I seven. I don't know how. I, I mean, I thought when that you changed your awesome. answers, when you you switched up three of them, and I was like, oh, when we started off with the same exact answers, I'm like, we're both we're going to end up tied. And then when you got different ones, every time you said a different one, I'm like, he's right. I bet. Doggone it. I don't know. And then <laughs> somehow, uh, Mango Tango, I was, well, but you said that one too. Yeah, that was the I one did. of the four you got. Yep. Kevin, that Some is amazing. Guessing on those other three. You are on a Four game winning streak right now. Nearly unstoppable. A perfect seven out of seven. That is our first perfect round so far in the Battle of the Boys. I have given you a little gold star next to the record book so that we know that it happened. Yeah, he can't remember to throw his water bottle away, but he can get seven out of seven for Crayola colors. Listen, guys, you are what you eat. I'm a Crayola man. <laughs> I'm going to give you the tiebreaker question just for fun to see how you did because I was shocked by this. How many different sizes of Crayola boxes are there? Oh, man. I'm going to say You know, say like how many in each one 11. you can get? Oh, wow. oh, that one has 12. A, that one has 16. I'm going to say 11. I was going to say 18 different boxes. You shut up. There's exactly 18. Have you been Kevin, done research? That is amazing. Oh. You've been hanging out with Judy's girls so much. You know all your crayons. I love it. It's they're they're everywhere. You get in the back of my car, you'll see them. There's I crayons. Love it. There's. <laughs> Is that what you tell the little kids? Get in the back of my car. Yeah. Kevin Eugene, There's nice done. The Jay and Kevin Show.
Jay Daniels. I don't even know if I really care for a hot dog. Kevin James. I just, I mean, I love hot dogs, but I care <laughs> more. What do you mean? You just said no, you I can't do those three, sentences back to back. <laughs> the Jay and Kevin Show on the Big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. It's the Jay and Kevin Show stat of the day. All right, stand of the daytime, Slim. What we got? Boys, it is not toilet paper. It is not. We have been quarantined for a couple weeks, and toilet paper is not the answer that people are giving to the question, what should you stock up on while quarantined? I have the top three Mm. answers according to the American public, and I will tell you, toilet paper is not in the top three. That might also just be a ploy to make people forget about toilet paper. So it's like if we don't say toilet paper, no one will get it. And then (laughs) it'll be readily accessible. But guess what? That's not it, guys. The top three answers are what? What have you been stocking up on? Is it, can it be like, is it medical stuff as well? Or Kevin, I don't know if medical stuff fell on the list. I only have the top three here and none of them are medical. Okay. Okay. But they are all from the grocery store. I will tell you that. Uh, yeah, okay. so it's more grocery stuff, store type stuff, not like a thermometer. Right, or, right. Well, you wouldn't stock up on that. But, right, you okay. just get one. I am going to guess people say canned food items. Any in particular canned food item? Ooh, we have yeah. to go partic- soup? Beans, beans. Guys, neither of those are on it, and I will tell you now, none of the canned food items are on there. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> How about rice? Meat? Meat is not on there. Rice is not on there. Even though, KJ, I've got to say, if someone knows where you can get rice right now, please let me know. Potatoes. Potatoes not on there. Kev, do you have rice? Wow. I don't have rice. Nobody has rice. There's not a store that has rice, like just the good bag of jasmine rice. That that was like the hottest selling item. I feel like I'm having a harder time finding that than toilet paper. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what is, ja- what is jasmine rice just like the white rice but like in the bag in the in the like pound bag okay yeah you just can't find it anyways it is not rice. that might be a smaller a smaller kernel maybe jay the thank you cap boys you got to think about you got to think about our buddy warren strong and then you got to think about the ladies in america okay so warren strong Permanent hygiene products? Okay. Um. What you? Wow. How about just soap then? I mean, I mean, boys. Warren number three, Gojo Warren soap. Strong, ice cream. Oh, ice cream Good is the one. number one thing they say you need to stock up on that ice cream. It is getting people through these nice cold nights. <laughs> Oh, hey, texter, good answer off the uh, Coyote Country text line. If alcohol's not on the list, it's fake news. Boys, the women in America have spoken, and the guys as well, but your wine is the number one answer. Wine, a very specific style of alcohol. Wine is the number one thing people are saying you need to stock up on during the quarantine. And number two, pair as well with a nice wine, chocolate. Really? Chocolate. Just indulgence. So I ask you, boys, how are you on these top three items? Um, uh, Boy. So it was wine, 
chocolate, and ice cream. I mean, I think I, I have a little of each, but I haven't stocked up on any of it. I have zero chocolate. I have uh, zero ice cream, and I have zero wine, I believe. I have TC living with me, and he... <laughs> I don't know. He had some wine, but I'm pretty sure it's all gone. Well, he did wine so night every single night last week. Yeah, according I don't to Instagram. think there's any wine left in the house. Now, that is one of the reasons, I will tell you, boys, that the wine is number one, is because one of the biggest trends in America, according to the survey, is wine night via any kind of FaceTime, Zoom, Skype, whatever mm -hmm. it may be, face-to-face -face wine nights are the number one activity people have added to their life since the quarantine, and that is why wine is the number one thing to stock up on. Isn't that crazy? That is weird, yeah. I, well, I mean, it's readily available, too, though. It's not like there's going to be a shortage. I mean, do you think we're ever going to run out? You go into any store, and there's just about a billion bottles yeah, of it. That is true. Yeah. It'll Plus be chocolate. I, mean, I think they can make a lot of that. We do not have any candy. We have stayed candy-free in our house so far during quarantine, and it is it is going to be the thing I, I break on eventually. We just thought, oh, we probably should keep the snacks away and and just like limit that because we would we would just plow right through candy. But I'm starting to get that feeling where it's like, man, we may we're going to be here for a while. At some point, I'm going to need just for my sanity a Snickers bar or a bag of. <laughs> Yeah. gummy bears or something like that. That is one thing I'm going to break on with our trying to be healthy during quarantine. I will tell you, it is such a great thing that I had started a diet and was committed to it before this happened. I mean, I had been committed since the beginning of the year, just losing weight. And then I was like, hit this new diet plan, got into it, got into it pretty good and was having success. And now otherwise, man, the, the food that is in my house that is not mine is unreal. There is so much. I like TC yesterday. His, uh, he was like talking about maybe Taco Bell for dinner or whatever. Do we want to get Taco Bell? Do we not want to get Taco Bell? And he's like, no, you know what? I'm actually good. I had pork and beans for lunch. And my son Coop's like, yeah, I don't know though. I think I had my last can of raviolis. And I'm like, okay, this is the food that's in my house. Besides me eating healthy, that's so funny. <laughs> it is absolutely crazy. I'm like, if I wasn't, you know how easy it would be to eat some ravioli because that sounds delicious. We we'd been on a but, really good streak here in the house of eating healthy, and then I finally, the last couple of days, Olivia has been. My wife gets real busy around noon with with work stuff, and so I have been really busy around lunchtime holding Olivia and feeding her and stuff. The top ramen has been rated. At my house. It's just the top ramen is is starting to lose. I'm running out of it. I thought I could stay away and eat healthy, but that is going to win out. Yeah, we well, you know what the good thing is. You can buy about 500 bags of it for a dollar and a half, so it's, you're good. It's super cheap. That is the great part of it, but good night. It is, it is killing the healthy eating vibes here in the house. It's not... Not the worst one. I mean, as far as things that you could be doing, you're not doing as bad as you could be. Well, that's for sure. the problem is I put about half a cup of Parmesan cheese on it. That's all right. <laughs> that's gourmet that way. I like that. That's more I... very Italian-like of you. It's a fancy. It's like a tomato street special. 
If you put half a pound, half a pound, half a cup of Parmesan cheese on your top ramen, and then you put pepper in it, you melt butter on top of it. It might be one of the best things in the world. It might also be six thousand calories. I'm telling you what, if you drink and wine, you're getting a lot more calories than you are in your in your top ramen. So I would just go for it, man. Who cares? You're not gonna, you're not eating candy. You're fine. Enjoy.